Welcome to the Wisdom Talk Radio Show, bringing you insight, illumination, and inspiration in service to the world. We are a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living, conscious business, conscious relationships, conscious community, and conscious evolution. Thank you, everyone, for joining in today's Wisdom Talk Radio episode. This time of year, it can be very challenging as we try to meet everyone's goals and responsibilities as we come together and often lose sight of the true meaning of the holidays. We've come together to share with you and remind one another what's really important this time of year as we celebrate the light of the season. I am Sabrina Friss with Living in Alignment. I'm Marianne McGuire of Let Go and Know. I'm Laurie Seymour from The Baca Journey. I'm Gathanjali Hemp with Centara System. And I'm Aparna Singh from San Francisco. You know, I know for myself personally, I often give gifts as a way of really expressing my love. Yet I have found that Oftentimes, I'm losing myself in the process of trying to find that perfect gift and to get to every little event and occasion that takes place. And I often forget to give the biggest gift of all, the gift to myself of some self-care. And I know that others might feel that way as well. So for me, this time of year, I feel it's so important to remind myself that if I want to be providing something to others, I have to provide that to myself first. And oftentimes when I'm losing sight of that and feeling overwhelmed with my responsibilities and things that I'd like to get done before certain holidays arrive and people and family come into my life, that if I don't take time for myself, they're going to find a Grinch when they arrive. And how about you? What do you ladies find for your celebrations and the holidays? Something to co- I agree with everything you're saying, Sabrina. It's so, so true. Self-care is absolutely huge. And what's coming up for me is the importance of choosing not to anticipate stress and choosing not to get swept along, just doing your own thing. And what I've found in the past that this literally, well, literally on an energetic level, makes space for you so that you won't feel, you know, that cluttered energy of overwhelm. And you can go through each day of the season living from your truth. And it's going to look so much different and feel very different from the rush, stress, scarcity uh, of time kind of experience that prevails normally at this time. And if you just deliberately choose to live each day more simply and see how you feel, then you may love it so much and be lit up by it so much that. That, you know, that feeling of spaciousness you get, that you'll want to continue into the new year. And it's all about simplicity. Because um, like when you pare everything down, or even when you pare it down a bit, it makes such a huge difference. And not just physically, like regarding stuff and commercialism, you know, it's a very much commercial time of year, but also like emotional and in your relationships. So instead, for example, something popped into my mind of maybe you know, running around and cooking and buying and preparing, just Stop, like observe yourself as if you're doing that. Just stop every so often and choose to focus on what's important. So instead of 
for example, you know, maybe becoming a bit irritated with a loved one, say a child or whatever, for, you know, getting in the way as you're up to your eyes trying to do everything, just notice that you're doing that and stop, like, or even if it's 10 minutes from then, and sit down and be present with them. Just gaze into their eyes and feel how much you love them. Feel it well up. And that's what it's all about. Not the shoulds and the to-do list and the commercialism. It's really about the simplicity of love. Oh, Marianne, that's so lovely. Uh, you know, I, I know that for me where I can get caught is around expectations. Um, expecting... Mm-hmm. Expectations of myself, first of all, expectations of what I'm supposed to buy and who I'm supposed to buy for, how I'm supposed to celebrate is a big one. And when I get caught up in my own expectations of how I think any particular celebration is supposed to go, things fall apart because I get stressed out by meeting some imaginary picture that has nothing to do with what I really want. And, or it may have to do with what I want, but not what is. And so I'm looking from the outside in rather than going inside to what's important to me and to what's there in the moment. You know, so the biggest thing for me that helps tremendously is about paying attention to what I can celebrate in this moment, not for what my big picture is. But what for what this moment is calling, calling into focus, you know, calling into the light. And so it goes directly to what you were saying, Marianne, about keeping things simple, the simplicity. Several years ago, I, um, I made a commitment to myself during not only the holiday season, but I really started realizing how deeply the solstices impact me on both ends of the year. And the winter solstice happens around the 22nd. And for me, a big piece of self-care is really connecting to the truth of my body and that I and all of us really are actually, you know, (laughs) these animals here on this planet that are deeply impacted and affected by the seasons and the cycles. And I think people and traditions have known that forever. And most of our even current cultural and religious and spiritual traditions follow these natural cycles, but we've kind of separated ourselves from them. And Um, Part of Christmas is the return of the light. On the 22nd, it's the darkest night, the longest night, and it lasts for three days. And the 25th is the first day that the light increases. And that's kind of like the return of the light, the birth of the Christ child. You know, there's all these different ways of of speaking about it. And um, in the yearly cycle at the fall equinox is kind of the time when the external light that was so bright at the summer solstice begins to diminish. And we begin to take that light in and get really strong with the light within. And as all things begin to get darker and darker and we arrive at the winter solstice and I think there's this choice point there and in the depth of the stillness and the depth of that darkness, that's when we can really hear the subtlety of all the life that is going to be returning. And I think there's a choice point there around what it is we want to cultivate and bring forth, what it is that we want to illuminate and what wants to be born for the coming cycle and the coming year. And I think that the whole holiday season is just that kind of turning point. And I think that, you know, all different cultures and traditions in that time period honor the return of the light. And so really being able to 
be with that for me has been really important. And so I made a commitment for the days around the solstice to always take time off. And when I take time off there from work and from, you know, anything, any type of buying of presents or anything like that, I don't do any of those things. And I really deepen and sit in my own process and practice and experience. Then when I do come out into family time, when we go for Christmas Eve and Christmas and all of those things and all the celebrations, I feel deeply, deeply rested and replenished and clear with who and how it is I want to present and reflect and presence the people in my life. And for me, that feels like the biggest gift, that the presence is the gift. Um, and so that's, that's a little bit of how I frame the holiday season in the last many years. And each year, I feel like I cultivate that more deeply. Mm, and that's beautiful, Gitanjali, because the presence in itself is the essence of how we share our light with others. So I know that for me, uh, Diwali, which is the Indian festival of light, is merely the beginning of kind of awakening that inner light and it goes into the winter solstice. And as we come into the new year, it's really a time to come into our inner stillness and our inner light um, and then seeing how we want to show up in the world. So I'm taking this time to really look at, you know, based on the, what I experience in that inner light, in my inner journey, how do I want to show up in, in the world? Like, how do I want to connect with people? What are the types of people I want to connect with? How do I want to share this kind of inner presence and light that I feel with others? And so we get so caught up in the holidays around gifts and giving gifts, but it's not about the material gifts that we are providing to others. It's how we share our presence with others and how we share our being. So I sometimes tend to, you know, be rushed around going to different events and where am I going to be and so forth. But it really is about the presence that we share when we are with the people. So something simple is just like making eye contact. And just kind of breathing into that space with someone. I mean, it, it's, it's such a gift and it's a bigger gift than a material gift that we can, any material gift that we could ever share. Oh, Aparna, you are so right. And I love this conversation. I love how we're coming from different backgrounds and different perspectives, yet we're coming back home to that same, that presence and that internal light that we're sharing. And Lori, I have to tell you the expectations I really resonate with that. Back in 2010, I had taken my family on a two-week Hawaiian cruise as part of my guilt gift for working so hard and not being present with them. Yes, there's a theme in my life. And anyway, we come back from this cruise and I financially was a little strapped, but yet I still felt it was just a few days before Christmas when we arrived back home and I still felt obligated to have something available for my family to open. And I recognized what this was happening because I grew up with, you know, tree presence filled underneath, but I'd be hard pressed to discover or even define one of those today of what I received. I just remember mounds and mounds of presence. Well, when the day came, I knew that the best gift I could give to them was a heartfelt letter. And I started a tradition with my family members that year that continues today. And that's the very first thing that they open is a letter from me to them. And it is such a magical experience to write that letter because I'm reminded of my deep connection with them, my love for them, 
and that is far more valuable than any material object I could ever present to them. And through the years, you know, the first Christmas, they weren't quite sure how to handle that and what to expect. But through the years, they look forward to opening that very first thing. And I know they've referred back to it, but it really touched me when my eldest daughter wrote a letter for everyone. And then last year was the first year I received one from my husband. And it just lit me up. It was the best gift he could have ever given me. So I invite you to consider giving more of yourself through heartfelt letters to eliminate that need to feel like you have to go into debt or anything else to be able to provide the perfect gift for someone. I love the idea, like you just said, Sabrina, of, of experiences. You know, what, what can we do that is an experience with another rather than something that they're going to forget about perhaps the very next year or the very next day? Um, when I think about the things that have been important to me in my life with people, it is how I experience them. And it, that feeds right into what you were saying, Aparna, about how we show up for people and how we, how we allow ourselves to share who we are. And that's true in a personal level. That's true in our work. Uh, I know for me right now that there's so much that is changing around my work. And what's most important to me is to see who is it that I am now and how is it that I can bring the gift of that, the light of that, to being with another. Mm. I love that, Laurie. It's, it's so pertinent, especially for this time of year. And on a practical level, what's just coming up for me now, it's tied in with whatever you're saying. It's so important before you, because mm, it's, it's not always rainbows and unicorns, especially uh, when it comes to family of origin, it can be somewhat challenging. And it's just so important to connect with yourself first. And literally, not even a big deal, put your hand on your heart, go within before you say, for example, if you do have a family gathering, before you meet family members, then expectations just fall away because you're not waiting for them, the other, to behave themselves or to act in a way that will result in your feeling happy. And just first, when we connect with ourselves, even before you go shopping or go through your to-do list, just to go within and let yourself feel the fulfillment of the connection that you are allowing your soul is always with you. You're always supported. You're never alone. And when we allow this, expectations of others dissolve because it just feels, we feel so content. And literally, like from a, I do this every morning. And, you know, especially at this time, deliberately choose upon waking your first thought to feel good, to feel good. Feel it in your body, and then it builds momentum. And when feeling good and choosing love over perhaps, you know, it, so sometimes with family members, you know, maybe unconsciously needing to be right and all of that stuff, when you choose love over stress, and when you choose having faith over stress, when that's your focus, your life becomes simple and inevitably you'll be heading in the right direction. It's all about the simplicity of your truth, not 
buying stuff. And that really um, was opened up to me very briefly. A few years ago, I was six months pregnant. And it's unusual where I, where I live to snow, for it to snow. And it snowed. And it snowed for five weeks um, all over Christmas. And I couldn't leave the house for literally couldn't leave the house for five weeks. And I, so I didn't meet anybody other than my husband and my baby. That was it. And we had, which I was unbelievably grateful for, I had cold water. There's no hot water. And we're running out of food. And I was so, so grateful um, when finally it snowed enough for my husband to be able to walk a few miles and meet somebody with a Jeep and to be able to go shopping. When after weeks, we actually got food. And it was for Christmas Day. And I remember going upstairs to keep warm. And the celebration I felt when I found a candle. And, you know, I had some, um, I was able to make hot chocolate um, because I found, you know, some. And it was a very, very simple, normal meal for Christmas Day. And I found an artificial tree with some decorations in the attic. So I put that up. And I had my baby. So she didn't really know about presents. But we did buy something, you know, Etch-A-Sketch in the supermarket or something when my husband was out. And it was one of the most beautiful experiences that I've ever had at Christmas time. And it was all to do with simplicity. It was just this absolute beautiful experience. I, it was just, I was so wrapped in appreciation for what I had. For, wow, hot water finally returned. And I really do feel that's what it's all about when you compare your life down so that it just boils down to the fundamental simplicity of living from your truth and living from love and living from light, it really, really brought home to me that the whole commercialism, it means very, very little in the end. Sabrina, you're, uh, you're sharing around the letter from the heart sits so deeply with me that I wonder why I don't do that almost, uh, always why wait till Christmas because um, as you were mentioning Marianne sometimes family times can offer some challenges and and so forth but you know if we actually took the time to write a letter from the heart to our family members and we cultivated that as a practice of doing it more frequently um, just that alone provides so much uh, such a nice opening of the heart without ever having to do anything physically. It just allows us, and also life is short, so it just kind of rings clear on the fact that we have, you know, even though every moment is precious, we have limited time, and to be able to share our heartfelt words with the time that we do have is precious. So from that, I, I really thank you for sharing that because I would love to have a practice of doing that maybe every other few days um, and sharing a letter from the heart with someone I love or even encounter. One of the practices that I've instilled recently is taking the time during the holidays to connect with people who I haven't seen in years. And it's been um, a really interesting Thing where sometimes people fall off the, the radar and I wonder, oh, well, I haven't talked to that person in a while. So I've just picked up the phone and called them. And in a time where everything is over email, people are shocked when I call. And then I said, oh, you know, I'm just calling to, we haven't connected in a while. Just wanted to see what you're up to and kind of 
um, share with you the holiday season in, in some way. And people are so touched by it and surprised. And then they really light up and open up in a way that um, is really nice, especially with people that I may have had a falling out with or just kind of don't stay connected to at all. So I wanted to offer that as a practice of something during the holidays that can just broaden our connection with the larger community and really build a large community, which is something that's very important to me right now in my personal journey. Well, Parna, I think that's wonderful that you shared that because, again, it all comes back to this experience of, you know, when you just become present with someone and connect with them, even if it's a stranger on the street, and that was mentioned earlier, you know, you make eye contact, smile, that makes the difference. And I know right now in the world with a lot of fear and uncertainty, we need to continue to um, invoke these practices on a more regular basis, like you suggested, Aparna, not just once a year at Christmas time, but throughout our regular daily practices of bringing this light into the world at a higher level so that we know we're doing our little part in this world of making a difference. I love these ideas that are coming forth from, from everybody, the different way of seeing things, different way of appreciating the opportunity to be able to connect. Um, I'm moved by the thought, because I grew up in the, in the Jewish tradition, that this year that Hanukkah and Christmas are essentially at the same, same time. And it, it calls me to celebrate that bringing in the light. And all of these that are being mentioned are ways that we have of, uh, of bringing in the light and being in the light. And with that, there's such rich opportunity to be in the moment and to celebrate it for what it can bring to us and what it can bring to the world. And that's so important right now, as you just mentioned, Sabrina. Well, I want to thank all of you. And Gathanjali, I think you might have something to add to the conversation. I, I was just going to say, um, I too love your, love your letter, letter practice. And um, one of the things that we've done with our kids all these years is we have a big family and Christmas is a big deal um, in the extended family. And so they get a lot of presents beyond what we ever would have ever wanted <laughs> for them to ever experience. And so um, a lot of what we've done and instilled in them is giving back in different ways. And so we've done different things over the years, like adopt a family or chosen different places to donate um, donate money, donate food, donate gifts that are excessive. Um, and we also every year make things. I think as they get older, we could do more writing that, you know, they're getting to that age where that would be a possibility. But since they were little, we would always have, I would always have a project. And in that project, we would have a great deal of intent. And so we did things like, um, like weaving or, you know, um, making different beaded things and really setting intention and putting words to each of the things we thread or wove onto things that we gave to different people in the family. And there's something about the reciprocity and I think especially for children and that it's a really, um, it's a really potent time to instill values. Yeah. So that's, I just wanted to add that. Oh, and that's a beautiful thing to add. Gathanjali, that's something I love that you're doing that with your children. And, you know, even um, 
with children at a young age, this is my granddaughter's first Christmas. So it's quite special and magical, as you can imagine. And I intend to write her a letter. And it may be several years before she'll be able to read it. But when she does, I want her to know and feel the love and how special she was at this very time in our current time space reality. <laughs> you know. But when you give back of service, that's something our family business, our tattoo studio has been doing for several years. And we do a tattoos and toys fundraiser. And that's what we enjoy doing. Like you say, that's a way of spreading the light, giving it back and knowing and trusting that that's going to just create ripple effects of more good in the world. And it will come back on our own in our own lives as well. So thank you for sharing that with your children. I want to thank you all for coming together with me today. I think that we've you know, shared some wonderful insights on self-care practices, becoming more present, letting go of those expectations, and allowing more light to come through us and share that more fully with the world by showing up just as we are. So thank you, everyone. This is Sabrina Fritz with Wisdom Talk Radio. Enjoy your season. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook. Facebook.